0: In the shadows of the underworld of the podcasting community. There lies an avenging spirit that looks over all forms of cinema, even the ones that people would throw in the trash. It will avenge them. It will protect them. It will attack. This is cinema attack. Yes, What do they call it? They call it a royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Do you believe in ghosts? Of course not. I do it. Noise is the mortal enemy of good motion picture making and television broadcast.
1: I am not Mr. Lebowski. If you're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the
2: dude. So that's what you call me, you know, uh, that or, uh, his dudeness or, uh, Duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole
3: brevity thing.
1: And welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of Senra attack. Damn. It's been a while, but, uh, yeah, I'm Derek. I'm joined here by Matt. What's going on, Matt? How much? How's it going, Derek? It's a going, it's a going, you know? It's the usual honky-tonk bullshit around here, you know? hmm And we also got, speaking of honky-tonk, we got <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Winwood or podcast W-Devils. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Could have come in southern on that. You should have said Valerie. Start
2: singing Valerie, man. No, man, I'm good on that.
3: So you
1: yeah, there you go
2: but <laughs> well, how's it going man it's it's been a while,
1: yeah, well- wh- longer while than usual, uh you know it's just getting crazy with work, maybe switching to the day side wasn't the best idea ever
4: <laughs> <laughs> like I got gotta deal with people.
2: That's all they can say. Yeah, customers now, <laughs> customer service. Tom, time, fun
1: Toms. Oh, mm. some of them are just fucking assholes. hmm They are the worst. Like I had one guy the other day. can have a fucking store credit. You know what store credits are, right? The shit yeah, they yeah. get in returns. Mm-hmm. And fucking, they forgot the, They misspelled his name, and all he was doing was fucking yelling at me while I was trying to fix it for him. And I'm like, you know, I'm not trying. I'm about to, I was about to actually lose at that point. So I was <laughs> yeah. and fucking like, have a good day, sir, and walked away.
2: Right. After like them, trying to finish it right Have quick. a good day. Go fuck yourself. Your cool.
0: Bye.
1: Yeah. That <laughs>
2: oh. yeah, sucks, man. There's no reason to be like
1: that. Like, people are just like so impatient and shit. You know, and he's like, he's like I know more than you. I'm like, I, I used to work here. I'm like, yeah, good. And you should know that they misspell shit sometimes. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fucking nightmare. But anyways, besides that, it's been good. Been watching a lot of shitty sci-fi channel movies on Tubi. Hell yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's why
2: he's pregame talking about this. There's definitely a nice catalog of shittiness now
1: on there, and I'm I'm enjoying it as well. Well, it's good shittiness though. Usually. For the most part. Right. <laughs> so you get into some of the rabbit holes of those found footage movies that are all on there. Then you're like,
4: whoa. You know? Going in. Wish me luck.
2: Oh. Like that. Yeah, like plot. literal cell phone found
1: footage movies. like wow. <laughs> Directed by Uli Lamel. Oof. The other Uli that... Sucks at directed movies. I <laughs> think say that name <laughs> in itself. The only movie that I actually like from him is Boogeyman. <laughs> and that was from like the 80s. That's true, man. And it's like, even
2: it has its faults, but it was just a cool atmosphere. Like the way it was
1: shot in ways, but. Yeah. And then you watch Boogeyman 2 and it's just Boogeyman 1. All right. Over. Just recuts. Yeah.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's the problem with the first one. It's really kind of choppy. I feel like That
1: movie jumps around a lot. <laughs> yeah. It does. Matt, what have you been watching lately, man? You've been watching anything good? Not
4: really. Just been watching a couple films here and there. Uh, I watched a lot of shitty ones I found at the dollar store. Cause you know, <laughs> like the dollar store has them for like a buck and a quarter. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, I'll- I'll- yeah. Yeah. I'll oh, yeah. give it a shot.
1: I actually bought oh a few God. bunch from Dollar Tree myself, but ones I. Like, I got, like, St. Agatha. What else did I get from there? Monster Land. Nice. Don't Speak. Nice. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I got Satanic Panic on Blu ray for a dollar from there,
1: so that was nice. I got another wolf Cough on Blu ray from there. I was like, oh. Yeah, I got that as well. Yeah. I'm like. Damn Should Dollar Tree change their name To a dollar and a quarter tree mm-hmm.
4: Yeah Good yeah. pandemic See what happens is You raise our dollar stores up
1: you, Yeah you raise our milk And you raise our dollar stores
2: I will say that uh, Big Lots has got all the Tartan Asian extremes for three
1: dollars I've seen it, quite mm-hmm. a few there
4: I picked yeah. up a few from them last time Yeah
1: so that's pretty dope the closest Big Lots is where Andy lives, near me, so that's like a... Yeah, I don't travel there often. Yeah. yeah. The
4: bad part, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, it's all the way up in Worcester, and it's like a fucking half-hour drive, you know, and I don't have a car, so that's another point, you know? So that like,
4: definitely makes it hard.
1: Yeah. And my mom never usually shops there anyways. I don't, I don't even know what they fucking sell at Big Lots, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, I also did, you know, I just actually got on the Paramount Plus kick and finally watched fucking Scream, the new Scream.
4: Yep, I finally yeah. watched that too. Yeah, I, I need to
1: watch that, man. I have I
2: watched uh, the new Jackass on there because I finally got Paramount as well. But I need to yeah. watch Scream.
1: Dude, the beginning of the new Jackass was fucking the greatest thing ever. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: there was some good nostalgia. Like, I enjoyed it overall. It was pretty
3: yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: Probably the last one of the OGs. Yeah, they introduced a lot of the new cast, which I had fun with them for the most part. Yeah, I
2: think they, yeah, it it'll, it'll had potential to be pretty fun. Did see uh, the
4: new Batman on HBO Plus. I watched that too and I,
1: I i dug it. Did did it need to be three hours long?
4: Yeah. No. Okay. That's
2: why I haven't watched it yet, yeah. But I gotta see yeah. because I I love Pattinson, man, I, I gotta admit now, so
1: I did like that they did explore more like the detective
4: side of Batman in it though. That a lot of the other films kind of over gloss. And we did get a lot of just Wayne stuff, thank God too. We just got a little bit of Wayne, but a lot right. more Batman. It's, yeah but it's I,
2: basically like the batman beyond year one kind of storyline if i'm not mistaken or not.
4: yeah
1: yeah yeah it's like he's this batman it's like year two i think they kind of explained it in the movie gotcha you, you know and you know it's in because it's interesting because you, you're right Matt. we didn't get really much bruce wayne stuff but i think there was a reason for that and they kind of because even when he was Bruce Wayne, he was still talking in his Batman voice. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't really wanting to be Bruce Wayne. He's like, "I'm Batman. I'm vengeance." What about Keaton? Though? When does? How does that tie in? No, oh, that's gonna tie. I don't know because it's his own movie. You know, I think it's The Flash. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I don't even know when they coming
4: out into the Flash movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I don't even know because they that that the guy who plays the Flash is getting a lot of like controversy now, With, like yep. every other fucking celebrity these days. <laughs> he's just, getting he's canceled, canceled, canceled right quick. <laughs> you know, everyone's getting fucking canceled. Cancel culture. Fucking Bill Murray, like what the fuck? What happened to Bill Murray? He got accused of misconduct on a movie. Oh Jesus! Yeah
2: who was it there was another older actor I saw that just said that and it was basically just like a lewd joke like a ah, fuck I can't remember though but yeah it's happening a lot man
4: can't enjoy anything anymore you know yep yeah, can't touch someone inappropriately anymore now these days unless you're Fred Williamson mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man, that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, you just can't go to liquor stores anymore, speaking of which.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, tonight, uh, long overdue, uh, I decided to make a nice, easy, fast, because it's been a while since we actually did, like, a review show. So, we just did two movies that were on Netflix. They're Netflix... Uh, originals I believe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which uh, actually share some connection and uh, the connection is they're both based off novels by Adam Neville of course we have uh, 2017's The Ritual and 2021's No One Gets Out Alive which uh, yeah Uh, we'll get into that more a little bit later uh, I know Matt and Debbie were kind of ho- wishing, you know, if I would have the ritual on my top ten of that year. Cause I think that was like our first year, too, that we ever did a show, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Yeah. Or, or it could have been the year after, I know, because I know. I forgot about that. Yeah, we both had it on our list, and you didn't. But, it, you know, I, I based my list off of the amount of movies that I did watch that year, too. There you are know, a lot of different tastes, and you know it it you know it's moods
2: it's, and how you feel at the time
1: and yeah you know, and plus you know if I didn't watch any other genre movies, it would probably would have made my list right you know, but uh we'll get more into that in a minute uh you know something about these adam neville as a writer because i actually read both these books he's got a good sense of like uh what's the word i'm looking for
4: Mm -hmm. je ne sais quoi (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: you know because he mixes like uh folklore from these different realms and areas into the movie and they're both based you know and especially like uh the second movie he went deep cut and like, I'll explain what that fucking thing actually fucking is at the end of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you guys have want to talk about the ritual a lot more since the time when we did it on the top 10 show yeah so i say we just play the trailer and Debbie will be back to introduce us to the ritual
0: rob would have loved this place he's a good man the best of us you know they have walking trails in england pubs come on man where's your soul Ah! Ah, ah, it's twisted it's twisted Ah. all right yep Ah. easy Easy. Ah. easy Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. What well, through the forest? Yeah, why not? We should have gone to Vegas. Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas too, mate. Now, is it me or is it really quiet in here? Could be hunters out here, bait possibly, or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary, it's a warning We shouldn't be here Where the hell are we hunts? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous man Luke you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on about it then or not it was a nightmare Phil what happened to you then we got spooked and we had bad dreams all right I woke up last night look look at this nothing has done that to you you've done it to yourself why do you have to deny everything I said I do not value your judgment we need to be working together man
2: What is up, y'all? We are here with the first film of the night, and of that is, of course, The Ritual from 2017, from the great land of UK, um, directed by David Bruckner, and I guess the screenplay is wrote by Joe Barton, but as Derek mentioned, this is actually a novel from 2011 uh, from Adam Neville. So, yeah, basically... Um, five friends meet up in a pub, um, basically, uh, go to a liquor store afterward to purchase some alcohol, a robbery goes bad, and one of their good friends gets killed by some thieves. Um, we'll talk about that whole situation because it kind of replays in the whole fucking theme of this movie. Um, but yeah, and then these guys basically go on a... Six months later, they go on a hiking trip in uh, northern Sweden to commemorate their friend Rob. And uh once they get there, they encounter some, you know, kind of crazy, uh just, you know, uh, unexplained symbols and some shit that goes on in the forest. And, of course, we'll get into that later, too. And a cool fucking monster, in my opinion. But, uh. Yeah, man, so I'm kind of interested, you know, since you've kind of read the novel, how does that compare to the novel?
4: Uh, it's Derek. pretty faithful. Yeah, so that's cool, man. All right, that's good. Yeah, usually a lot of times they get skew from the the book and they change everything or they change certain aspects of it. We'll get into that in the next movie. <laughs> yeah
2: no doubt so I mean what's your initial thoughts Derek I mean like I said me and uh, me and De- of course Matt had this on the early days on our top list so
1: mm-hmm. oh I love the ritual man uh, yeah. David, David Bruckner is a director that I actually was very because he actually has probably the best short on the original VHS the amateur night mm-hmm. the one with the the girl the succubus yeah,
4: that spawned a movie itself, called The Siren. Yeah, and
1: uh, he did a another. He he was one of the co-directors of another movie that I kind of dug called The Single, which uh, I think Magnet put that out. That was a pretty cool. Oh one. yeah,
4: with the TV signal, makes some people go crazy.
1: Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah, I he even like did that a one. couple episodes of the Creep Show TV show. Yeah, he did.
2: They were good. And the knot and House is actually decent little flick mm-hmm. i actually checked that out recently yeah funny enough a, i didn't realize that was directed by him as well
4: and he did southbound which is an awesome anthology too yeah and he was uh
1: at one point uh he was supposed to direct uh that friday the 13th sequel that's been limbo for years <laughs> before <laughs> actually before the lawsuit <laughs> uh, you On know a boat and everywhere else yeah i snow. think <laughs> You know, I think he actually he was supposed, they originally wanted to do a found footage one because he, you know, he was known for like that found footage short at the time. I'd be uh, down with it, honestly. Yeah, I I'd be kind of curious with it too how they would do it. But uh also, you know, he actually didn't want to do a found footage either too. And you know, I kind of want to see him do a Friday the 13th movie now cuz the vastness that he makes the woods the character of the movie right. works for the movie's benefit, in my opinion.
4: Yeah, just don't do a found footage, though, because that takes away a lot of stuff that you can't yeah. see.
2: It, yeah, it's just the, it, it would be a slap in the face, definitely, of just the slasher heritage at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's a director I always liked, and you know I'm always curious what he does next. I know he's doing Hellraiser next, well, which will be nice.
4: to see. Cool. Supposedly we're getting a female uh, pinhead.
2: There's kind Quite of heard. folk, you know. You could do some folk kind of. <laughs> there's definitely some story behind that shit. So
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, uh, another interesting fact that. I actually kind of learned after when I rewatched this movie and uh, the other movie last night. These are both produced by Andy Serkis, who, uh, of course, listeners would probably know as a he was Gollum in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) You know, and uh, he's actually speaking of the Batman. He was fucking Alfred. (laughs) Nice. you know, and he's he's a he's you know a director. He did like the second Venom movie, and uh, what the fuck was the other movie he did that? It was also a an F, the Mowgli. He did the Mowgli, the Jungle Book adaptation that's on Netflix. I totally actually, forgot about that. Which is actually better than I thought it was better than the Disney one. Yeah, yeah, but uh. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. You know, there's aspects of it, the journey of these characters they go for. I know Bruckner was very influenced by uh, the Blair Witch Project in the sense of the hostility and stuff that goes on with the characters, like the cat and mouseness in between them. Mm -hmm. Especially with... uh, What's the actor? Ray Spall as Luke, Luke's character, because of the situation. Speaking of Ray Spall... Uh, funny enough. <laughs> because I was just like, why does this guy look familiar? And I realized he's the fat asshole from Shaun of the Dead that has the famous line, You got red on you. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, damn, you grew up buff, man. You worked out after Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> oh, but, anyways. Yeah. Love the ritual. You know, I know we're going to be talking about uh, something that I fucking love about this movie a lot. It actually, uh, yeah, the thing that comes at the end of this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So, Matt, what's your initial thoughts on this?
4: Well, this was my uh, top, this was my number one of 2017. And uh, oh, I love the whole storyline. the whole going craziness too with the whole kind of like a contained horror they're contained in this forest because they took decided to take this uh, shortcut, and now they're stuck in this dark, dreaded woods and they're just trying to get by one guy's injured, so it slows them down. You kind of see the deconstruction of the friendships with everybody, especially from the the liquor store till. Alright, <clears throat> we're here. We're here for him. Let's get on our way now. Go back to our lives. And now they have to kind of join together, but they're also fighting against each other. And uh, that sense of dread, that house that they yeah. end up staying in during the night, during the storm. Yeah, the cabin. That's when it all takes a turn, man. Oh my god, that fucking uh, tree trunk. Uh, what do you want to call it? A uh, idol or something. Yeah. It's so fucking freaky. You're like, what is that? <clears throat> and then you're like, okay, what's that play by? But then you see why later on at the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, there is no like physical release of this co- of this film. And me, I'm like, I gotta own this because I know someday I want to watch it again. And Netflix is gonna take it down because that's what they do. <laughs> so I found yeah. I got a a nice bootleg blu-ray copy of it which looks fantastic i've already watched it twice off huh? <laughs> again <laughs> fuck yeah man So yeah i should get on oh. that myself i'll buy the bootlegs of it if it has a gets an original release down the road i'll get the bootleg away and keep the new one i don't care this one i'll buy twice three times yeah. whatever i love this movie this movie was oh so much so fun
2: yeah man i i mean i have to agree to um you know, looking back on it, the only thing I will say is in downfall, I think it plays back maybe too much on the memory of the how the robbery went wrong, but I see how it kind of all ties in at the end of the day, so I'm not like bitching about that too much, but like some of those flashback scenes, it, it, it I feel like it does it one too many times in my opinion <laughs> it goes to the same well. But mm-hmm. but man, as as far as the you know, the atmosphere of just the woods in general, as we mentioned, the fucking these little idols and shrines, and then coming across this torso that was now that Derek mentioned the Blair Witch project, it is kind of like that little you know, twig sculpture in the tree in a way. But, but you, you but know what it also reminds
1: me of? What's that? Sorry to cut you off there. Because I actually just rewatched this another movie. Did you guys ever see the movie Rituals from, like, the 70s or, like, Hal Seventy-seven,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: It kind of has that feel to the movie, too. And, you know... It's true. It's
2: like the whole oscillation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. hmm Carry on, Dub. Sorry about that.
2: <laughs> no, man. You, you, you're perfectly... You know, that's probably part of why he came to that. And, you know, at the same time, I kind of wish he didn't name it The Ritual. Because I I would have liked to win in this a little blind, like... They could even call this the robbery or something, or just a you or uh, I don't know, you know. The Yotan. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it gives it too much away, you know, how it comes full circle now. But it's fucking awesome, man. I, I'm a sucker for the full core, and it, this one plays on it in a cool way to me.
4: Let I me mean, get something new, too. It's not your run-of-the-mill like a werewolf movie. It's not like a vampire or some kind of deal. We get something completely new, and you're like, "Holy shit, what is that?" And of course, you, I know probably everybody after watching this movie had to look up what it was. I know I definitely did. I was like, "Whoa, that's something different." About time.
2: And something I really compare it with on like multiple viewings now, like another movie that I've always loved, the original Pumpkinhead. Yeah, it, it kind of has a little bit of that. It's like a tree version of Pumpkinhead, but even you know the whole redemption kind of thing. Like you could even compare it in a lot of other ways. Yeah. Um, and then I'm interested to you know when we go into the second film. There's there's a lot of comparisons you can make to. You can see it's the same rider.
1: You know. Yeah. To me. Yeah, for sure. And man, now I just need fucking. A fucking action figure of this fucking thing in my fucking living room. Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, it's like Groot and Pumpkinhead had a baby. Like, <laughs> oh. Fucking awesome.
4: It fucking transforms, too, when you're looking at it. Because it, yeah, it blends in with the trees. In. That's what's so fucking that. cool. Like, How can that big thing stay in the woods like that?
2: Yeah. I love how they just tease the fuck out of it too. And you just get like a little tiny glimpse of a tree fucking swaying or like, you know, like it really teases it probably a good hour before you start to really see, you know, start
1: seeing some form to this thing. Yeah. It's so cool. Cause fucking on rewatch, you get to see a little bit more of it too. Like the shit that you missed
2: exactly that's what Mm -hmm. I'm saying there's a scene like with the tree and it actually leans out and you can see part of its face but but yeah I didn't even notice that until like the
1: third viewing oh so the final reveal of this thing and you know the explanation what it is when the lady tells him it's like it's the bastard son of Loki I'm like what yeah man (laughs)
2: And it's perfect i mean it's you know in the swedish alps like it really it all fits in man mm-hmm. it's wood like wiccan wood druids uh you know cult a lot of wicker man kind of shit going on too
1: yeah it's fucking awesome fucking dom's a piece of shit though yeah man unlockable
2: Unlockable dick.
1: We're here because of you. Yeah,
2: there there's a there's a lot of uh you know combatantness between the the friends here that all comes to
3: a head in different ways. Oh yeah.
1: Now the final like chase I I wanna ask your guys' interpretation of this. Why didn't the creature kill Luke?
4: I think, too, it, it was like looking through his soul. Like how he, when he killed... What's his face? Dom? Yeah. Like Dom, Like said, Dom was a dick. He had everything going. This guy was your main character. Like, he had the whole... The loss of his friend. Like, he was the one that hid in the in the liquor store. He was not the greatest friend he wasn't like he had some redemption to deal with and I think what it too was the creature kind of knew he had something because of course it's like some mythological s- Swedish god creature so maybe it has some kind of look to it where it could look into your soul and realize okay you might have something but yeah, I'm going to give you a like chance he's like the
2: chosen one yeah. he's, the, he's okay. the chosen offspring in a way
4: I'll give you a chance if you can get away from me. I'll let you live, because I'm because he's bound to that forest area. He doesn't go out mm-hmm. into the, the wilderness or anything like that, and into like the <laughs> the town or anything, or into like the fields, because he's like a, a wooden sprite or a, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it. So he's bound there. He goes, okay, I trust in you, but if you can get away from me, you're good to go. If not, you're mine. So I think that's what. My interpretation of it is why he let him live. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with that. I was just curious, and because like curious. I said, he's the bastard son of Loki. Loki was a playful god. He he was got uh, kind of a mischief and whatnot too. So maybe he had this thing had some kind of soul a little bit to let. Because like, why didn't they kill all the people in the in the in the town there? That little secluded area. That mm-hmm. thing could bust through no problem. It could just kill everybody. That's why they sacrificed those people. But it could kill... It just said, you know Fuck, I'll kill everybody. I don't have to. But maybe it has this reason why to let people live. Yeah. Doug, what do you think, man? Yeah,
2: man. Yeah, I, I gotta agree overall. Because it's like... They all kind of woke up in that cell or two. restrained and stuff. So it's like... I don't know, it, it has, like, this mercy about it. It's the same way, but it, it, it's picking and choosing who who needs to be sacrificed, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, man. I don't know how it's judging it overall, but I think it is a lot to do with their, their past and presence and just basically has to go with their, you know, how they've come to terms with their past, man. I think that's a lot of basically what it, that it pulls down to, and that's why Luke's ends up being this chosen one because he's dealing with all this, and even everybody's nightmares tie around to this fucking robbery. Yeah, like I said, I can see why it flashes back to it so much, but it—that's the only downfall in this film. Like I think it does one too many, but
1: yeah, it's like in Baskin when the Baskin just keeps flashing back to the fucking restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like
2: I get the yeah I get to the point. It's trying to beat it in your head a little bit, but I I think that's why because it, you know the ending ends up being open for interpretation. So
1: yeah, sure, great movie. And like I said, I just want a fucking t-shirt of that fucking thing on cavity colors. Come on, Do yeah, it. man.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> What's the uh, freaking druid film? It's like the tree. The Guardian? Guardian, yeah. I always loved that film. So that was that was another one that I kind of like this for
1: that oh. reason, I think. Oh, that'd be amazing if the tree from the Guardian just made an appearance and just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> and the crazy nanny. The crazy
2: nanny shows up. Yeah. The old lady.
3: <laughs>
4: tree reaps underneath him. Whoops. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Wrong cool. kind of forest.
2: <laughs> yeah. Marshtown forest.
3: Hell yeah, <laughs> man. Fucking hilarious.
1: <alert>. Fucking good shit.
4: And I'm glad too they didn't give you the whole like backstory of this thing. I'm yeah. glad they didn't get they didn't they kind of showed like this uh civilization that was there. It's been there for quite some time. But that was kind of neat, but they didn't have to do a backstory in the creature. they didn't have to do a backstory on what everything was ha- what was happening. it was just there, and I'm like, all right, that's a cool premise. It's not people just running through the woods running to get to another end and hopefully survive, but they give you a whole depth in itself and a kind of another character with this creature. I'm like, all right that I thought that was pretty cool as well too. Yeah, it was pretty good stuff. Yeah, I agree
1: because you know, like in both of these movies, like they don't give backstories at all about the fucking monsters at all in them, and I kind of dig that they just like they're there, and you're like, what the fuck is this?
2: Yep. Yeah, and and so the whole townsfolk thing that was giving me vibes of the invitation, as well. Yeah, another good one.
1: Yeah, fucking a cult. That'd be amazing if, like, the monster, the in the end of the invitation, you just see the fucking monster from the ritual. This in the mm-hmm. background. Yeah, <laughs> you could see it dying. Multiverse, in it. or or, <laughs> or in the end of Avengers Endgame, it just comes through one of the portals and fucking rips Thanos in half. This is for killing my dad. Gr- him and Groot have a, see, baby, Groot, that's a baby. That's
4: Groot. a great great grandfather or something. Yeah. I am Groot. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean you know about your father in law? The, and then toss him with Loki and, yeah. and
1: and Fat Thor just rides him. <laughs> I,
4: I'm your uncle. Let's
1: go. <laughs>
2: And then Disney has the ritual
4: ride at their theme park.
1: And then also in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be
4: fucking amazing. Man thing coming out and swamp thing coming out, being all buddy buddies, going, "Welcome to the forest. Welcome to the swamp."
1: Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing if the like, uh, Animal Kingdom in Disney they just make a, the the Navi forest into the ritual forest really? and they have an Avatar ritual crossover. That'd
4: be amazing. Oh, God. They're swapping, uh, battling the the avatars. <laughs> 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 Fuck.
1: Speaking of which, uh side note, the new title of the new Avatar movie, I'm like, wow, you're just ripping off Kevin Costner again, James Cameron. Yeah. Waterworld Avatar. Yay.
2: Yeah, it's kind of lame, isn't it? 25 years, <laughs> 20 years of <in> <laughs> making here. It's Avatar gonna, underwater. It's going to be Water World
1: with Avatar. I'm like, really? So the last one will be Space. <laughs> no, uh-huh. it will be Robin Hood Prince of Thieves because <laughs>
4: it will be uh, Avatar Titanic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he just rips off himself. oh uh,
4: uh, John Connor says. And the, the boat day. doesn't sink.
1: Uh, Fucking Piranha 2, The Spawn is his most original movie.
4: And he wasn't even he even do it. <laughs> he left that at the <laughs> beginning. Someone
2: else. That movie's was... fun though. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, actually it like is. piranha too.
4: <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Lion, fish, and piranha—that's a fucking dangerous combination. Absolutely. It's
1: funny. And it's weird that he didn't direct it because Lance Hendrickson's in it, and That's like one of his staple actors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but anyways, I we digress.
4: Uh, I
1: think we should rate the ritual. Now let's rate it, feel. man. Let's yep. do
2: it, Derek. You should go first, man. Since I say? never
1: gave my rating, yeah, it's a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, I love it. Nice. <laughs> yep. So what do you say,
4: Matt? I yeah, said so this was my number one of 2017. It's definitely a ten out of ten. Yeah.
2: I'm at the same man like I said I, I have some minor complaints now but I still just love this fucking movie it's a 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. so play that iron side
0: alright we're gonna do it the scan away I'm gonna suck your brain dry everything you are is gonna become me you're gonna be with me Cameron no matter what after all brothers should be close don't you think
1: I'm gonna suck your brain dry. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Good shit, guys. Well, now, nah. John of teeth, Though. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, we'll be right back. And I'm gonna talk about no one gets out alive <laughs> <laughs> because that's actually uh, the reason I kind of wanted to do this episode is because I watched this recently. And You know, that's the reason. But anyways, that's enough talk. We'll talk more about it in a minute. We'll play the trailer. So let's do that now. Bam. Rooms just over here. Ladies only. No smoking, no pets.
4: I'm Are
0: you guys staying here? For now. It's tough out there. Yeah. So much better in here.
2: I know this house is kind of weird.
3: The basement's oh. private.
0: You hear it too? What have you seen? There's something wrong with this place. Even when I'm awake, I see it. I've seen it too. Hello?
2: This house is kind of weird.
0: Please don't try to leave. It'll make it worse.
1: And we are back, everybody, with another film based off a novel by Adam Neville. This one's from last year, 2021. Also on Netflix. So if you haven't watched either of these movies, make sure you watch them before we talk. You listen to this show because we're going to talk a lot of shit about them. But uh, yeah, this one is called No One Gets Out Alive, which. You know, from first thought, I thought this was going to be a slasher movie, (laughs) because even like the title sounds kind of like a slasher. But no, let's talk about the little plot synopsis. An immigrant in search of the American dream who, after being forced to take a room in a boarding house, finds herself in a nightmare she can't escape. Yeah, so pretty much we follow our main character, Amber, who is an immigrant. She kind of has, like, a dark past. We see, even in this movie, flashbacks. Yep. Flashbacks. Yep, for sure. And, you know, <laughs> she's introduced into this boarding house, which kind of has a dark history. She starts to see some things that are happening <clears throat> when she starts to live there that's freaking her out. And she's trying to leave. And for some weird reason, there's no luck in leaving this fucking place. (laughs) At all. She almost gets out at once, but they pull her back in. (laughs) And then we get the reveal of what's going on here. And, uh, yeah. That's something you don't see every day. Nope. Yeah. So for sure. I'm going to start with a, uh, well, actually I should mention the differences in this movie and the book. They're very minor, pretty much, uh, they change the sudden it because since Adam Neville's an English author, most of his books revolve around English characters and have an English sudden usually. Mm-hmm. And this one moves it to America. And instead of a British lady, it's a immigrant from a different country coming to America, which it kind of makes sense because the director of this, I, I feel he was trying to put his own flair on the story too, because he it's a Spanish director, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And, you know, it's just those minor changes. It's nothing too major. You know, some, you know, they bring up a lot of like, the immigrant stature and stuff And that. He's so he's trying to tell his own social commentary and mix it into the tale, which, you know, give it or take, it's whatever. But uh, I'll start with Dubby on this one. Dubby, was this a first time watch for you? And what did you think about No One Gets Out Alive? Yeah, man. This was actually a first time watch.
2: And, you know, you know, definitely after knowing the, the same writer from these films, I can see the similarities, um, which work in some ways. But I feel like, like you said, the director took his liberties. So, you know, maybe some of the social commentary and some of the flashback scenes are overdone. But I, there again, I can see why they're, they're there. And, you know. We'll get into that, too. There's there's a lot of similarities in just the overall story arcs of these films. A lot of, you know, dealing with past griefs and the way that all mixes in. But, you know, you go to the reveal of the monster, it's fucking... It's one of those jaw-dropping monsters at the end of the mm-hmm. day. It, <laughs> it comes full circle because you're like, holy fucking shit. You know, said, I joked before, this is Teeth Part 2, like, on steroids like, holy shit, man. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that. But it was, it was fucking awesome. Some of those scenes are awesome. Especially how that mixes in with the Aztec and, you know, the whole, we know some of the, how the Aztec went about things and their rituals. So, you know, I'm a sucker for the ritual shit. So I like the history
1: side of this film. Yeah. 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 I'll get into a little bit more about that in a little bit, but uh, Matt,
4: have you ever seen this before, and what, nope. if you didn't, what did you think? <clears throat> this was a first time watch for me, and when I first started watching it, I thought it was going to be a ghost movie, like you saw it, said, like, for you, you thought it was a slasher, I thought it was going to be more of like a ghost haunted house type thing, where these people die, they stay in the house, they haunt the house, and that's how you, no one gets out, because you die in the house, you're <laughs> stuck there. And then we get introduced to the landlord. And I'm thinking, something doesn't seem right with this guy. <laughs> and then, of course, you get introduced to his brother, which at first I thought it was a, uh, a ghost at first. Because you see him standing there banging his head against the door. Mm-hmm. And then he disappears. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, no, that's my brother. I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe we have something twisted going on. And I like the whole immigrant Storyline The way to keep her there was because she needs the money. It's Mm -hmm. like she could get out no problem if she didn't need the money. She could easily have lived with her, I think that was her cousin or her brother or something, the way or her friend there when she went over to that guy's house. Yeah, but but she needs the money. That's what keeps bringing her back because she needs the job, she needs the money for the mom's uh, medical bills and all that stuff, and why she's getting away supposedly, and that's what we keep getting those flashbacks, going well that's the reason why, I'm like okay, this is all going through and then of course we get to the part where the brothers turn, you're like, oh maybe it's uh, here's the ghost story, the brothers are the bad guys, and they're killing the girls (laughs) but then we get that final reveal, and my draw my jaw dropped and going the fucking creature feature Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I and knew I, you would love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gave me that jack-in-the-box kind of vibe because that big box that the guy carried around, we even mm-hmm. get a kind of a a glimpse of it when they're digging in the desert. And they yeah. find the box. And uh, I'm like, what is this? And What's this box? What's going on here? And then when we get the reveal, oh, I was like, Okay. This is pretty cool. And I'm starting to figure out why this creature is doing what it's doing. And I'm like, it, things are starting to click. And I'm liking every bit of it. I'm like, this is solid. Like, all right, now you got my attention. Like, oh, now this is the end? No, I want more. <laughs> yeah. But when you kind of get that ending, you're like, oh, I see where they're going now. Maybe this is how they're going to end it and either keep it going or what. But I thought the ending was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, when I first saw this movie,
1: my fucking jaw dropped as well. I'm like, when that thing came out of that box. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's was... neat because it's a small little box. And you look in, and you see this giant long hallway. Yeah, it's like a tomb yeah. back in there. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. awesome. Like a parallel universe or something. And all of a sudden you see a giant hand come out. Then another giant hand come out. And, like, what is attached to this hand? It's, like, almost... It's kind of Hellraiser-ish. hellraiser <laughs> meets, uh, what's, what was that video game? Uh, Silent Hill and, yeah. uh, whole box of bunch of, like, Resident Evil mixed together to form this moth-human-bug-hype thing. It's like, fuck, this is awesome.
1: Yeah, this, uh... Praying mantis, yeah. <laughs> this creature, uh is actually based on a real Aztec god known okay. as is I'm probably going to butcher this because it's fucking in some Aztec language so <laughs> bear with me Is Patolata aka the god of paradise uh, oh, or yeah. she's also known as the butterfly god which is also why we see a lot of butterfly and moth imagery in the movie makes sense Yeah, because the the bugs come to life. in paradise too. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. which is a cool aspect of it. And, you know, man, I love the look of this fucking thing. The first time I see it, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden, it's like underneath there, and all you see is this giant fucking mouth vagina thing.
4: I don't think (laughs) that was in her vagina. I think that was kind of like a a head hidden behind a head. Well, you mean, know, but, you it, know but I mean. it had
2: the imagery because it was kind
4: of between its <laughs> legs, like well, it was we're, bending over and everything. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That's kind so, of where it's Like,
1: hmm. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "I get it now. It eats heads."
2: <laughs> and like I said, with the whole Mayan sacrifices, you know, they did the decapitation and let the blood run down that whole Mayan sculpture. So it's there again. That's how the the way that stone looks, and the bricks, and the tombs—like it's—they have they're the only place that has pyramids, so it's almost like a pyramid entrance in that fucking box. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm also with Matt. I actually didn't mind like the the changes they did with it with the social commentary. You know, it, it makes sense if you're gonna set this in America, yeah. you might have to add a little bit of that flavor to this and. I like that they made it like a, you know, a, a person of, like, Mexican descent, mm-hmm. also a South American, which kind of connects to this folklore, too, that this creature actually comes from. It, it makes sense at the end of the day, and I do like the aspect that she sees these ghosts of past victims of this thing that try to warn her off, you know? <laughs> this one had kind of sentinel vibes
2: too it which, did which you know I, of course we all dug that film but the whole oscillation this apartment building and there's even some eyes glaring down in some scenes and shit I definitely had some sentinel vibes
3: yeah
1: there's definitely some like lovecraftian vibes too especially with the monster and
2: was the- way more jump scares which i i would say is another kind of maybe slot downfall maybe too much of the jump scares but at the end of the day I appreciate it. There's some creepy moments in here. They're doing pretty well overall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The the guy who played red, I thought was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah.
4: The brother was kind of iffy, you know, he's more of a grunter, you know, but But you can see what I get that too, because of every time they sacrifice, they get something in return. True. And he was bringing that back. So he's turning more, (sighs) I don't want to spoil it, but fuck it. He's turning more back to being human because he was probably like uh, PTSD or something happened to him where he was mentally ill. That's why he was standing there banging his head against the door. Yeah, true, well, true. So now every time they sacrifice, he's getting healed in a certain way. Yeah. That's how we get at the end with the girl. I'm like, oh, so that's what it's for. Okay. Yeah. I... So I think that's what that's why he's being that because he's being healed. And yeah. he's getting changed to more... Because he wants what he needs. He yeah. needs this to become more... Uh, normal.
1: Yeah. There's That's some good gore in this fucking movie, too. Like, oh, yeah. That yeah.
4: fucking scene when they fight with those Aztec weapons. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it was fucking great. Is, I'm definitely buying this one, too. This one's getting added to the collection. Hell
2: yeah. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised on this one and really didn't hear much about it last year.
4: No, I didn't know anything about this until you told me to watch it. I'm like, alright.
2: I mean, I didn't hear it on many people's top list or just even honorable
1: mentions for that matter. So. I'm, cur- I'm curious. I'm gonna ch- wow, it came out in September 2021, so it was an early release for Netflix. Yeah.
4: Yeah, never even knew it was on Netflix at all. Yeah, I see. Damn it. Damn you people.
1: I don't even think they did it on Fresh Cuts. That show sucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I've got to say, you know, Hidden Jim overall, and I've watched a lot of Netflix originals, for that matter, and exclusive horror films, and not all of them are hits, that's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's 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 a lot of crap as far as Netflix originals. So we kind of lucked out picking these two.
4: Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't
2: I can't say it's the best one. You know, I even like the Last Texas Chainsaw better than that one. But you know, that's a for a different show
1: maybe. But <laughs> yeah, it's definitely messy. There are scenes I like in that movie though. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like it,
2: it's gratuitous scene. as fuck. Like. There's things I appreciate about it
1: but yeah. You know, I'm just I troll Sam all the time where I was like it's the midsummer of fucking Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it, the black sheep possibly, you know, <laughs> like I don't know, I think that still goes the next generation. <laughs> yeah, next generation. oh god. Illuminati
4: shit, you Oh know? god, that movie.
2: It's so bad. Hey, Oh, that that could be a great commentary. Nothing said so. that is a commentary movie and a half,
1: if anything is. Oh, but yeah, good times, butterfly queens and elk gods. Yeah, man, <laughs> there's a great picture. I wish I could find it. Uh, some person drew like the monster from the ritual like laying next to the monster from this movie there you it's go. like soothing it <laughs> it was great like fan art there is you know? some similarities too yeah the yeah. size
2: and everything
1: yeah it would be like uh, just someone like a crossover movie <laughs> that would be great the Neville verse <laughs> you see it in Pan's really Labyrinth
4: part 2 yeah so, there you go or in the next Hellboy movie oh
1: there, there might not be another Hellboy for a while after that last one. Yeah. I like the last one. Oh, let's, let's <laughs> we'll say that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I think we should rate this. So I'm gonna start with Matt. Matt, what do you rate? No one gets out
4: alive. Uh, I definitely enjoyed this one too, along with uh, everything else. I uh, just wish I knew about it sooner. <laughs> so I give this one a 10 out of 10. I actually had a lot of fun with this movie, and I want to see more. Nice. Nice. Mic drop there. Dubby. Boom. Yeah, man, I don't come in
2: quite as high, but I, I still was pleasantly surprised and think this is a great flick overall. Love the the whole Mayan tie-ins. Um, I'm coming in a 9 out of 10 on this one. It's definitely, definitely check it out, man. Hidden zoom
1: and I'm at a 9.5 out of 10. So, yeah, Adam Neville, you're a fan with us, man. Play that fucking Ironside. side. <laughs> oh,
4: man.
0: All right. We're going to do it the scan away. I'm going to suck your brain dry. Everything you are is going to become me. You're going to be with me, Cameron, no matter what. After all, brothers should be close, don't you think? Mm-hmm.
2: That's cool, man. I was surprised in this one. I really was. Like, I
1: didn't, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, I'm actually shocked too because I didn't actually watch this until the end of like, like beginning of 2022 end of like 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I was even shocked now that I'm looking at when it was released. I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't I think I missed Netflix of all the streaming it services either. out there. That's yep. the problem with Netflix too, because they never fucking advertise when they're dropping their movies. So they just drop them. Yeah, they, that, and they just take of shit off. Add stuff, gra- adds stuff adds shit. Like, yeah. yeah,
4: why bother? There's so much crap on there.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah it was, I didn't watch that vampire in a plane movie they put out. anybody watch that one? No.
2: Well, check them out now. Do you see they're going up? <laughs> Yeah, the prices are getting outrageous. They're pretty much the most expensive streaming service now. I think they're, like, they're going to be 16 a, a month.
4: Oh my God. Yep. I watched, like, yeah. What are you going to say, Matt? I'll say I watched that bingo movie, but I think that was Amazon. Bingo Hell or whatever? Bingo it was. Hell. Yeah. That was cheesy. Wasn't Richard Brake in that? Yeah. He's great, <laughs> but if Netflix is going to be going up, that's going to be—I don't know. There's but it's no almost like it.
1: soon. <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that,
1: and plus they dropped all their like their shows.
4: Yep, yeah, they canceled a have,
1: bunch of their shows. Santa Clarita that was a good show. Then, it. Now they are they have like Stranger Things for another two seasons. Robert well, England, but yeah,
2: but they're gonna be fucking eighty. They're gonna be they're gonna be thirty five.
3: Yeah, Fed Wolf has a beard, beard and shit. Yeah.
1: God, you look pretty old in Ghostbusters. Yeah, they're
4: gonna do have to do the Stranger Things next generation.
1: Yeah, they're gonna have to pass it towards their I children. Already, I already know they're doing that '90s show. Yeah, I saw that too. That will last one season. Yeah, that sounds kinda shitty,
2: honestly. They already tried the eighties show. Yeah
1: or at, least they, at least they have returning characters. Which is nice compared yeah. to you know. See how it goes. But anyways <laughs> that was our Netflix extravaganza of double feature. Like I said, if you do have Netflix Check out both these movies. They're worth checking out as you can hear from us. And we're going to leave you off with something. I have no idea what we're going to play. Something with teeth, maybe. I don't know. W will surprise us. I got you. So we'll see you next episode, guys. Peace. Peace. Later.